Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. In today's episode, 10 job site etiquette tips for employees, subcontractors, and or people that were raised wrong. In this episode, I'm going to talk about all the things I never thought I'd have to tell a grown-up not to do on a work site, but have been telling them for years now because they were raised wrong. By the end of the episode, I hope I've given you some ideas on how to better influence good job site etiquette. So, from 10 down to 1, maybe not all necessarily in this order. First, eyes up. Number 10, eyes up. Do not check people out. Do not check out the clients. Do not get caught checking people out. It looks gross. It makes you look like a dog. Okay, all right, so one time, I became aware of something that someone that might be very distracting to my employees and subcontractors on a, on a pretty long-term job, and I told my employees, eyes up, do not make us look bad, don't look like a stereotypical construction worker, okay, everyone's lined out, everything's cool. But one of my subs sends over some guys, and I haven't talked to anybody about it yet, and and he's up in a lift, and she comes out, and this guy is like salivating, and just yapping, and I'm like, oh, you know, I I can't really control the situation, because I'm just on the ground, as he's yelling down to this person, oh man, it was bad. Uh, there's a lot more to it, but I don't want to, uh, just eyes up people, eyes up. Okay. Number nine. Okay. Don't step on thresholds of doors. Do you ever notice that in a new home going up or, you know, a remodel where your employees and subs are going in and out of house, sometimes they'll totally destroy a threshold on a new door or, you know, something that was custom that was like, why you don't need to step on it, step over it. Number eight, bathe regularly. Change your clothes. New socks and underwear every day. Clean t-shirts most days. Take showers when you get home from work. Don't show up and smoke everyone out. Okay, this one, I cannot believe I still need to tell people. Number seven, I cannot believe that I still need to tell people not to wear muddy shoes in a house. Like, how did you become a grown-up and not, like, where's the disconnect? How did, your, how did your mom not tell you not to, like, stomp through the house in muddy boots? And maybe it did it, like, a hundred times when you are a kid. But eventually you realize that that just makes a big mess, especially in a new house that just got cleaned and is on the market. And you just roll through with your muddy boots. Negative. 
obviously I had to tell some people not to wear muddy boots in a brand new house yesterday. So that was really like, come on. And, there, and it's more, there's more like, the, then they didn't and they came in and, and like wiped their super muddy boots off on the, on the, on the welcome mat. But then the welcome mat's covered in mud and now they're just tracking. Unbelievable. Okay. Number six, don't talk smack about the clients or anything about them or their house. Because if they're on the job site and you say something and they hear you, it makes us all look really bad. If you don't like something, take it home with you. Forget it. Like, just say it at home. Say it wherever, not on the job site ever. Don't assume they're not going to be there. Don't assume someone can't hear you. And that segues right into number five, which is don't say insulting stuff about the project just because you think the client's not there. Stuff like, I didn't know this was going to be so high end. Oh, that, that's really what a client wants to hear. That you think that they're like not good enough for this, work, for this project going on in the house. People, save, they, people spend their life savings on a, on a, on a remodel. And they want to be proud of it. So don't talk smack about anything in someone's house ever. And you have to tell your people this, unfortunately, because they were raised wrong. So, okay, here's another one that I just can't believe I still have to tell people. When you're setting up tools on the job site and you're going to produce waste that's going to fall on the ground and that can be tracked in the house like sawdust or PVC filings or whatever, don't do it in a pathway that goes into the house, okay? Like, we're, we're doing finish work. Why are you bringing more work into the house by having everybody track through it? You, and the homeowner just loves to go home and see a bunch of sawdust right in front of their door. Like... When you set up the table saw right in front of the door after the job was pretty much over and then it rained and now there's just like wet sawdust that can't really be taken out of the asphalt in the driveway right in front of the door. Number three, watch your language. These homes are inhabited. It's not a commercial job site where there's no one around. It's not new construction where there's no one around. And often at new construction, there is someone around anyway. Watch your language. Don't say offensive things. You know. Number two. So on the job site, you, you know, limit communication between employees and subs and clients needs to be very limited. Uh, but don't talk to your clients about all your weird ideas about your conspiracy theories. Don't scare them and make there's a, make them think there's a total creep in their home. I had this happen in 2016. I had to remove somebody cause they were creeping out my clients so bad. It was just keep all that crazy stuff inside. Okay. My biggest pet peeve. This is number one. If your vehicle leaks fluids, 
park in the road. I don't understand what possesses someone to come park their beater that leaks in a home of a client with nice new stuff like a new concrete apron in front of the house. You know, all the other little things can be fixed. You know, but your vehicle fluids, oil, tranny fluid, whatever, stain the concrete. And why should the owner come home and have to walk through your effluent from your car on the way into their house? Um, yeah, and sure, as the job's winding down, that lasts 5% of time, and people are dinging drywall still and doing things that you're just like, ah, like, think before you move through the house. Don't drag the vacuum hose around the drywall corner bead. It needs to be fixed. But those can be fixed. But dumping fuel on a finished driveway or something like that, it can't. It's unacceptable. So, yeah. All right. That's 10 things. I'm sure you can come up with more. But those are 10 things that I'm, I really feel like I really have to talk to people about. And I'm getting very used to talking to people about it. And I say it in very many different tones. Um, and it can be uncomfortable telling people to change their behavior. You know, with the youth, I just tell them, I'm going to tell you this over and over and over until you change. Like, I'm older than you. And I've seen it done wrong so much. And I've done it wrong. And I'm going to ride you about this until you change your behavior. So just accept it. I don't not like you. You just got to change. And then for the experienced trade partners, man, you just got to tell them, leave it hanging in the air. And they hopefully feel like a dummy for doing it, but don't do it again. And again, you know, I don't think you should have to tell anybody this stuff. I mean, is it just me? Am I the only one dealing with this? Is it just because I've chosen who I've chosen to surround myself with? I love my people. Just you just got to tell people it sounds nitpicky, but, you know, it's part of your job. Okay, so semi quick scenario. Uh, so the, my, you know, my little list of things is over, but this is a story that's kind of funny and kind of relevant. Uh, many years back, one of my guys went into a client's house to use her bathroom. We're building a deck. We're building a nice covered deck. Uh, she worked in the healthcare industry and came home from work around 10 AM the you know, week or 10 days we were there. And she would promptly take, I don't remember what the pill was with a glass of wine and a snack. And I know that the glass of wine and the pill worked in combination to knock her out. And so I don't remember what the pill was, but anyway, my employee comes out and he's like, dude, she's passed out on the couch with a big old block of cheese hanging out of her mouth. What should I do? And I'm like, uh, can you like, I don't know. Can you like snag it out of her mouth without waking her up and humiliating? This is crazy. But he's like, yeah, but she's like, Gonna choke on it. We go inside. We're trying not to laugh. We step outside to laugh really hard. But it's not funny because this is a life and death situation that's happening in very slow motion. But so we're just hanging out, kind of catching our breath. And I told Luke I'm going to go for it. And he stopped me deadpan and asked, are you going to take a picture first? I told him no. I'd come to regret this decision. I definitely rounded the, co- the coffee table, reached down, 
excised the cheese from her mouth without contacting her face, backed off slowly, walked back to the deck with my heart pounding. How's that for some job site etiquette? But now, what do I tell my client who combines substances to pass out while snacking? Uh, You know, like what if Luke hadn't been there and seen the block of cheddar hanging from her lips? And so the next day I confronted her and I was super uncomfortable telling her about passing out with a chunk of cheddar in her mouth. But I told her. She was mortified. She begged me not to tell anyone. I told her I wouldn't. I complied <laughs> until now. And I, t- I told her it was between she, Luke, and I, but maybe stop mixing and snacking. And four hours later, I get a text from her. Did you take any pictures, she asked. No, of course not, I replied. Oh, because I wanted to show all the girls at work. I sure wish I'd taken a picture of her now for her, but more so for social media, because that would definitely be the show art for this episode. Um, Thanks for the, thanks for that entertainment and that crazy day, my old friend. Okay. So, uh, here is my episode shout out going to Henrik Pearson. He posts a review of the show and email it to me and it says the contracting handbook is a great resource to tap into constructive advice on topics. Most of us deal with every day, insightful and always substantial. Not being in the contracting business myself, I find the topics relevant and I can easily apply me, apply them to my field of work. I really appreciate how Mike Kenoki takes an overall embrace and includes relations, mind, body, and soul to the more fundamental aspects of the trade. Relatable and relevant. The contracting handbook is a warm-hearted kick in the pants for all of us who know that we can step up and improve. Heads high, Fairbanks. Henrik Pearson, Sweden. Coming from Sweden all the way to the AK. All right, you guys. That's all I got. Later. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it at my email, info at thecontractinghandbook.com. And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.